What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Dabs Podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Booth, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Michael Towie. What's up, dude? What's up, dude? How's it going? <laughs> it's dude, good. I missed you, man. It's been a few weeks. <laughs> I missed you, too, dude. Um, I was gone. You were gone, I and I, yeah, and I watched... I watched Napoleon and then and then I was busy and then you guys were gone again. It's been, been a few weeks, yeah. Been traveling. Been really traveling. I've been gone every weekend the last three weekends before this one, which is unusual for me. Um and it reminds me that I don't fucking like yeah, traveling was... that much. I like <laughs> you know, that's and it was so hot. Yeah. Yeah, it felt weird. <laughs> it felt weird hitting you and Serena up and then you guys being like we're going to be out of town and then hitting you guys up again. We're going to be out of town. Like, You're like, the fuck? You guys don't go places. I'm like, I know. I know. Yeah, Trust me. You're telling me. I had like a, when we, <laughs> when I got back from Vegas, it was like a two day turn. I caught in Monday and then we had to drive 12 hours to Arizona on Thursday. So it's like, I was here Tuesday, Wednesday. And so, you know, like didn't just like did the best I could managed to work out both days, which was good. Yeah. But, and then there you go. So let's say I bet Nappy was like, dude, Nappy was like, what's going on? He, he gets like, concerned, man. He gets fucking concerned. That poor dog, man. He does not suitcase. We're going to try to hide it too. It's so funny. We try to like, we'll like do all of our clothes packing before we pull any of the mm-hmm. bags out, you know? And then he'll we'll wait till he's like a dead on the couch, just <laughs> we'll wait till he's just dead on the couch. And I try to be all silent and pull the suitcase out. But it's like that dog could be actually dead and the sound of me pulling a suitcase, I could be as quiet as possible and just he awakes just <laughs> he's, just, he's just there he knows he knows so anyway but um thank you for watching him yeah it was funny i called <laughs> this is actually kind of a funny story so i was taking nappy for a walk i actually called the bike here i was like on sunday i think before you guys got back and the first day I went on a walk, he like took me in a different direction. But Sunday, he was like, "Oh yeah, like we were going yeah. somewhere," and I, I couldn't figure out where we were going because he just wouldn't stop pulling me in this direction, like with all of his might. And I was like, "Okay, dude, like we're going this. I'll just follow wherever you want to go. Like we're just walking." And uh, we get to like this, <laughs> we get to like this basketball hoop thing, kind of like little park, mm-hmm. just down the way. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, there's a water fountain." Yeah, I was like, there's a water fountain. I didn't bring any water. I'm going to grab a drink real quick. And then I was like, oh, I should get some water for Nappy out of this water fountain. But I didn't have anything with me. So I was trying to, like, use my hand and arm to, like, create, like, some sort of, like, funnel or guide for the water to, like, run off just onto the ground. And then he was, like, just with his face, just getting all over him, just trying to drink it. He's just like trying to bite no it way. and drink it. And I'm like, there you go, bud. And I'm just trying to get him some water. All over him. <laughs> yes. And he's just like shaking and he's just wet. And I'm like, I'm sorry, bud. And, I don't, like, and people are looking at me and they're like, because the they're. And then he's pulling me in this direction. And I realize, oh, there's a dog park up here. Yes. That has a fucking <laughs> dog water fountain. That I could have used for him, and I yeah. did once we got there. And then I just sat there, and I was like, "I'm so sorry, bud." That I was like making yeah. you fucking. And that's why everyone is looking at you like an idiot, you know, as they're all locals to the park, and they're like, "Does this guy not know that in was... 300 more feet, there's?" Yeah, which is awesome. They never had that shit at like, parks when we were kids, dude. Fuck no! Like your dog, dog would just mm-hmm. die in a yeah, hot people... day in California. Every... At a kid. Everybody was doing what I was doing. And you had to bring a water bottle. I remember, I remember, like, I remember having to give my dogs water out of a water bottle. That was like a thing. And now there's yeah. little sick little fountains uh, that just auto fills a bowl that spins around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he got down. But it was funny because there was another dog there, and then he started getting really excited, and then I was like, 
and they were looking at me all nervous. It's like, that's why I called you because I was like, hey, dude, <laughs> like he wants to go in here, but this, there's this little tiny dog that is oh, scared to death of him. <laughs> so I just let him like stand outside the there was like a gate area where the dog ran up and they were just like sniffing each other and stuff and the people left and then and then he just wanted to lay it was so funny once we got there he just laid down chilling just (laughs) we just yeah he's he's so funny man he gets so he gets so excited he was so worked up the whole time it's 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 amazing to me too because when he goes to that dog park like you know because you go on walks with us but for other people who don't know yeah. Nappy is like there's this dog lives without any sense of urgency. Literally literally none. This this mm-hmm. dog meanders through fucking life, okay? <laughs> like when we go on normal walks, it can take like 15 minutes to make it 100 feet. Like literally he will just stop and sniff and smell like every mm-hmm. single thing that he can. And I know it's like, I don't blame him. I just, now I just like, don't force it. We just go very slow. And so, but I just, I just think it's hilarious. But when he's going to the dog park, there's like, no, there's, he is, he's pulling, he was pulling me like the whole time. He wouldn't, st- I almost had to jog. I was walking fast and I was like, he'll go as fast as like, you'll he let him. Just like, yeah. He wanted to like run would- to the dog park. He literally wanted to run to the dog park. If I would have ran with him, we could have ran the whole way. It, there's not a single <laughs> smell. There's nothing that needs to be stopped for. And so it's so annoying to me because it was, it was dog, dog park, park day. day. That's yeah, so dude. Funny. That's, uh, he, he loves that shit. One of the, uh, you should heat up. You should heat up. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the, there's another bigger one that we got to go to um, that's just a couple exits down 101 from us. And it's got like two big dog parks. It's got like a big, like small and medium sized one. And then it's got like a pretty big, large dog dog park. And we like to take him to that one because it's always just popping. It's, abs- it's always lit. And what are you doing, dude? Did you drop something? Oh my God! You can't even hear me right now. You literally can't hear me right now, Michael. Hold on. <laughs> you can't hear me. Can't. God damn it, oh dude. God. Put oh, your fucking all... ears on. Oh jeez. Hello, hello, hello. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was so hilarious. Um, so we were one of the last times we went to this awesome, this like dog park, this big one. It was pretty popping, and Nappy, he loves to just, he, like, goes so hard, and he always tries to keep up with the biggest dogs, and he was playing, and just, dude, he's so so funny, and he was just having a good time, and then we kind of noticed, you know, he was getting a little tired, and it's kind of warm around that day, so we decided to wrap it up, and we were like, all right, bud, you know, we were calling him in and having him come towards us. And he like finally pays attention and starts running towards us. And this dog that he'd been playing with, this corgi that he'd been playing with, uh, was like over by her owner. And Nappy's running towards us. And this dog is like behind him and then also like perpendicular to him. So he's like behind him and to the left. And Nappy's just like locked in on us, like running towards us. And this dog just like out of nowhere just completely leaves their owner and just sprints towards Nappy and just fucking like spear tackles and just blindsides Nappy. And they both just like fly into this like cloud of dirt and dust. And Nappy just gets absolutely just like demolished by this Corgo. And it was like the cutest most hilarious thing ever i mean it was so funny though because nappy literally he looked like those poor dudes in the nfl you know who just get absolutely fucking blindsided no yeah they have that like right when they get taken down they have that look on their face that's like not like not only pure agony but it's also like pure shock you know it's surprise it's and and it's it was just it was just so funny like we watched it happen in slow-mo and he just, it was, he literally, and you know him, he's just like pure white. So, and the dog like tackled him into this like dirt pile. And so he gets up and just like the whole side of his body is just one big dirt patch just from like his neck 
down to his ass. It was, so, it was just so funny. I was just like, we were like, oh my god. Here, I gotta, I gotta grab my. You are now. fucking unprepared, dude. I so amateur unprepared to dab on right. this. I'm so sorry. God. <laughs> I did do one before. No wonder you're not though. prepared. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Yeah, you should start heating up now because I got about 30 seconds. <clears throat> Smoking yeah, on some, um, some pie gal. From who? Uh, sauce. From Utopia. Oh, just some go. stuff that I got picked up with. Uh, I got a gram of, um, I think it was MCOM. Yes, dude, eight. that stuff's so good. From Surprise so Surprise. Good. Yeah, heater. And uh, I had that, but then I picked this up too because it was like, it was, I like Utopia. They're pretty consistent. consistent. They're kind of like a raw garden type. Yeah, yeah, raw garden's been it's fucking mids, dude. Now I don't know what happened to them. Mids. They used to be like good mids. Now they're just mids, mids. They're kind of yeah. like a meme now. They really are. Yeah, it's. What a, what a letdown, bro. <laughs> R.I.P. Now my go-to uh, right, my go-to work slab is Apex. I'm a big fan of Apex these days. They do a good job. There you go. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I love that new little cap. That goes great with the. Oh yeah, that's, right? that's nice. Looks cool. So funny, that thing looks so small. Well, I got a flu. You have a big one, I can see it in there. Oh my god. What a big one. (laughs) That's disgusting, dude. You gotta throw that shit in this. People that don't know what a (laughs) floop is. Is what Mikey and I call the oil that collects a in your big, fucking fridge. A big old <laughs> flooper. <laughs> big old flooping and flooping. It's really going on. All about it. I'm gonna reheat. I think I got. I think I got to reheat well, in here. I got some perfect timing. It's my turn. I'm smoking on some animal cookies, biscotti from Kalia and. Oh yes. Those collabs are so good, dude. Did you get a new chair? Oh, oh. <coughs> Did you get a new chair? What? Did you get a new chair? <coughs> oh, um, yeah, it was a chair that uh, they were getting rid of at work. And I was like, why are you getting rid of this chair? It's a nice one. So I took it. Free chair. This is not mitts. Is, is that stuff heater? Or? Neither is this rosin tech. Both of these are very good. I haven't tried the rosin tech actually. Oh, you gotta get down on some rosin tech. I'll have to. I'll have to go see about it. <coughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of rosin tech. I'm a big fan of the. Kalia, um, Alien Labs collabs. Those, they're just honestly, I think that's like some of the best mm-hmm. rec oil you can get. And then there's like the Percy stuff from Seven Ten. Like period. Um, I, it's really hard to find, but Papa and Barkley stuff is always so good. But I, they just, it's like I can't, I can't find it. It's hard to find. Um, they don't make a lot of it, so. I think it's just mm-hmm. 
It was around like. A yeah, I don't ago, think they. I like know crazy. those guys. They don't. Uh, they they lay white label. I don't think they own any farm, so. They, they got yeah, yeah it's like it's such a crapshoot with hash because if it just yields like shit you get fucked and it takes like no matter what like hash takes yeah, a long time to sell through so it's just gonna hurt you uh, yeah if you like, sell, like exactly yeah and it needs to be and then like that's a, it's such a complicated thing because the people who are buying hash and spending that amount of money they know they know what's going on, so you can't you, you can't just yeah you can't just be fucking packing wedding cake, you know, like you can't like that's mm-hmm. or you can't be doing it and renaming it and then it tastes exactly like wedding cake. They know. Like, I feel like this is just yeah. that, but renamed. It kind of is a it's kind of a bummer sometimes. I mean, I understand you got to yeah. do what you got to do, but. To the people that recognize and know what strains are, know what they taste like, know See, that's what they, why I just, you know, know what a sour tangy is, know what a jack is, all that stuff. I guess just. Well, I think you know, there's a lot of like interesting stuff you can do these days. A lot of guys are like just doing blends of like the smalls left over, and they're just freezing it. From yeah, all yeah, and they're just doing together. like, you know, that's what like punch extracts does. What? I was just thinking oh. of fruit and gas. It's just like every time we talk about this, I just think of fruit and gas because it's like it's what's happening. It's just it's it's just a variation of fruit and gas, dude. It's fruit OG baby. <laughs> fruit OG. Yeah, that's what it's like. I was I was so stoked because. I was at uh, Purple Lotus the other day, and they're like, "Yeah, Punch Extracts just came out with some fruity pebbles." I was like, "No way!" I was like, "I was like, that's one of my favorite cuts." I was like, "I used to have an awesome fruity pebbles cut," and they're like, "Oh, it's a blend," and I was like, "Oh," <laughs> and I was like, "How many strains?" And they're like, four. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah." It's- so it's actual it's, it's, fruity pebbles. It's, it's like it's like literally like a bowl uh, of fruity pebble cereal. It's just like all the different. It's like flakes. box wine. <laughs> <laughs> what's that one called? Uh, Franza. The most. What's Fran? Yeah, I was trying to think of Franza. like the classic, the glass that's like. Yeah. They really killed it with. Have that you ever done a tour to Franza? Go early on. <laughs> no. It's what so the fuck sick, is that, dude? dude? We should do one. We should do one on my birthday. Dude. <laughs> it's basically it's basically a, a set of um, drinking games that are done in a uh, partner. And, at, and it's like just like it can be there's all sorts of ones you can do. You can do all the traditional ones. But generally, it's traditionally okay. done during the Tour de France during the summertime. And it there's like when I've done really good ones there's like a set of tricycle races as well and basically it's obstacle courses and and while one person's driving the tricycle and the person driving has to continuously drink from the bag of franza while and then the partner has to walk with them and hold it above their mouth while they drink so you then you switch off doing the races So it'd be like, yeah, so what you'd be like fuck? in a tricycle, like drinking and then having to like steer through something and then you'd get to the end and then, then there'd be like flip cup or beer pong or something like that. All over oh, you. you'd get so, yeah, absolutely just drenched. And if you, if you like, there'd be refs and if you like, if you lost the bag, you'd have to like go back like a cone and then keep going, you know, it was like, I don't want. There's certain people I don't want to pour wine for me at all. Like, if I'm well, so you, it's nice friends, because have like, you ever drank? Have you ever drank Franza out of a bag? Um, the no. fuck? I thought you drank. Sorry, dude. I don't drink fucking wine, <laughs> box wine, fucking what? Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's so cheap, dude. 
This is the first time I ever got a roast you or something. You're <laughs> such a pussy. You have a drink box wine. Fucking box wine drinking ass over here. Yo, it's lit. It's no, so dude. cheap. Fucking drink it's out so of bottles. Cheap. The ha- I mean, I would never do it now because the hangover is so awful. But I mean, it's like box wine is so good. You never slap the bag? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You, you haven't lived. <laughs> you haven't fucking lived. <laughs> I can't believe you, dude. This is a fucking cave. This is the probably some gram shit right here, dude. This is- <laughs> so, anyway. Oh my god. Anyway, so, <laughs> so it's a lot of fun, but it's actually when you're the bag is really easy to you don't like it doesn't come like rushing through. Right. It's like a little spout, mm-hmm. you know, so you can like you can kind of just like. I don't know. It's, it's I feel like it's like those things like like for like hamsters have, you so know, you can can you do is it, it's easy. You to just, just all. Yeah, it's, stuff it's really out, like, easy. I pour stuff out of bags like. At it's work, all about you know, like as long as the, as long as the person's not an idiot at holding it, you can like, you, it, there's a little plastic. It's like a whole plastic thing. So you basically like bite onto it, like it's a fucking snorkel, and then oh, you're just and like, you're just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Hundred percent. I thought it was Split. more like a kind of just open. And you're just pouring it out. No, no. And then what you do, like, there's like cheeky shit you can do too, like where you can like squeeze the bag. You, well, you know, you don't want to do that because you don't want to like start shooting a bunch of wine. You don't. You really don't want to like. It, the trick is to not consume the bag too quickly because it's a bunch of booze. Like, you get so, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I know there's probably friends we have that would be like squeezing the bag for while I'm trying to fucking. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're partnered together. So the gr- you want to like, you're trying to compete oh, to the end win. and win. Uh, yes, you want to win. It's not to like fuck the other person up. You're together. I still feel like Bray teams, would do it to right? me no matter what, even if we wanted to win. Uh, then don't partner with Bray. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of it's like, you, there's like only so much you can do to avoid it, right? No, but, yeah. I'm just joking. I'm just thinking. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Um, well, I did not. We did not come here to talk about Tour de France's. Although we should do something like that at some point. It'd be hilarious. Yeah, I'm down to do it though, because you're because now I haven't done it, so I'm done. It's to fun, dude. Drink out of a bag, yeah. Slap the bag, as you say. I'm down to slap the bag, dude. Dude, that's the title of this one. Slap the bag. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, like you said, we did not come here to talk about Tour de Franza. Uh, last episode, we kind you of... You say it so smooth now, dude. See, you're ready to do it, dude. You say it so smooth already. You see, that's yeah. amazing. It's like you've been... It's like you've you've already ridden a f- three of them. You're a vet. <laughs> yeah, that was so smooth, dude. See? I've been We're slapping ready. bags my whole life, dude. <laughs> um, no, dude. No, you're right. We um last episode we had the first part of our pre roll mini series. Um and we we kinda talked about commercial pre rolls specifically and really like how I mean how people have been smoking jo- joints and doinks for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then how they've transitioned into a legal market. Um and then today we were going to talk about what we're going to talk about uh today we wanted to kind of get into the the world of um infused pre-rolls which are another type of uh skew in the market in california market and kind of in other markets too in other states uh really it's um you know an infused pre-roll is a pre-roll that has something in it to add to it like extract terpene uh, to really just boost it. It's like a, you know, they're just like boosted, I guess. Uh, boosted with potency. Enhancing uh, it. Yeah, it's really yeah. a potency enhancer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to make that, I feel like it's kind of like a, 
you know, it's like a unit that you would smoke with like uh, friends at like a party or like something that if you're trying to just get high, like really high yourself in a uh, one night, you know, go wild and out. Have you ever smoked? Have you ever just smoked like a Percy Keith blunt to the neck? Yeah. Dude. It's, it's Remember, gnarly. I think we've done that yeah. a few times. Yeah, yeah it's gnarly. Like, those you get are ripped. You get absolutely <laughs> just burned to a crisp. Because it's like, well, and it's a different high too. Because um, I don't, you know, people that smoke concentrates, they you know that the the high from just flower by itself and then concentrate by itself, those are a little bit different. So mixing those together, it's like uh, you know, inside besides the boosted potency, it's also just a little bit more. Uh, a little bit more of um you know kind of an isolated effect of the t- the THC and the THCA specifically I think you know just yes. kinda, and delta nine getting up in there. It's definitely something for uh, a more experienced user. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. What I think is interesting is, it de- like I think there's. I don't know. I, it's always been something, at least commercially, that's been kind of gimmicky to me. Um, because it doesn't like a lot of them don't, aren't, aren't very effective, at least in my experience. Um, now, yeah, when I've done them at home and done them myself, they've been, um, I feel like a little bit better, but I think it's, uh, it comes down to a lot of just the challenges that you face in how they're put together and then the material that's used, but we're going to kind of jump into that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think for, and previously we've talked about concentrates in another mini series. So we, we've, like we've said before, there's many different types and the infusion methods for each of them, I think are a little different in the way you want to approach it. But, uh, something that, you know, we've, found is like like with with things like keef and 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 hash and kind of thca it's like more of like a kind of a powder and even shatter right shatter you can kind of um like you can get pretty you can get it cold fine ish you can get pretty fine and so all those things i feel like it's the infusion method is a little simpler and when i say infusion what i'm saying that is just like actually mixing it with your the material that you would normally put in a pre-roll like whether it be like yeah so let's walk so let's yeah so let's walk through that right so Mm -hmm. we in in the last episode really we kind of we dove deep into the manufacturing process of pre-rolls which i think is really important to understand around the particle density factor right so we talked about vibratory feeders and how those essentially just shake the joints and mm-hmm. you put flour into the top of them and it just shakes it into place, which only works well f- if all of the weed is the same size and the same weight, which if you've ever ground weed, you would understand that that's not how that works at all, especially if it's, you know, too dry, which oftentimes the material that's being used in commercial pre-rolls is too dry because it's, you know, C or D graded material and it's at the end of that line. And so, yeah. you know, it can turn into almost powder and stuff. And so these are the, yeah, you can basically what just use your fingers and like just turn it, into break powder. it up. Yeah. And this is why infused pre-rolls have become so popular, right? Is what I think is important for us to highlight in this is that oftentimes you're getting an even lower quality flower than a regular pre-roll. And then they're using an infusion method to try and like raise the quality of the experience, right? And of the flower. And you and I both know this because we've Yeah. Or seen they're trying done, to make right? like or they're trying to take something nice and make it like, you know, it way even crazier. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, which is but, which has also become like a big trend too. And it's in like um, you know, these expensive canagar Mm-hmm. categories that have come out recently like the too. Hand roll, so, like kind right. of so what are what are all the extracts that people infuse with so we have distillate distillate shatter thca hash live resin live resin 
Ash, uh, Rosin. Rosin. Basically, Keith, um, yeah. well, like all of them. <laughs> there, mm-hmm. people are making infused pre rolls. Um, and it's interesting too because it's a it's a growing part of the segment, like the cat, like say of pre rolls, you know. It's but I it's still like a fraction, even still, of the pre roll market. Um, it's just I, becoming its, it's own a, like segment of it, like it's just like defining yeah. its. It's a, it's a differentiation, especially if you're like it's, which is so funny too because there's a lot of brands because that's what's so silly in cannabis because it's state to state still like people can just create a, like they want to create a business. That's only a pre-roll brand where it's like, that's such a hard place to be a differentiated topic type. And it pre-rolls are a large part of the product category, but not compared to like flour and stuff like that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think it's another way for brands to be able to um, <clears throat> just kind of create more SKUs and offer more products mm-hmm. to sell. Right. Yeah. Like if so, you have flour, if you're like trying to be a flour brand, you should have a pre-roll. I feel like because it's just a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. You have to that these extra days. material that you have. Well, in 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 that, and it's also from a market perspective. Oftentimes, people's pre-roll product is cheaper than their packaged eighth. And if their eighth and is like so, super appealing, then they might go for the. And pre-roll. it's an entrance product, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a good way. It's a cheap way to like essentially uh, for customer acquisition right mm-hmm. so like that's a uh, that's another another big part of that um but then it's also you see people you know like we know a couple of brands who have they bridged the gap right because i don't think i think just to highlight again that you can't you can't sell anything to the commercial cannabis market that has nicotine in it you know with cannabis so yeah. like all of the a lot of like there were some really popular brands that made products and sold them into the the medical market in the two fifteen days that were literally using like a backwood, you know, mm-hmm. um, or something like that. And so they've had to switch over to hemp wraps, right? And and like all of that Natural goes wraps, into yeah. play, yeah, you know. And so it's 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 certainly interesting. I think I think uh, some of the other thing that um, is important to talk about is I think personally, like why, why, why we don't like them a lot is not only cause we've seen like what goes into a lot of them, but also they oftentimes are just not a very good experience. Right. Well, it's, that's not, they're not consistently a, a good experience. Like it's like, you're always taking a gamble. I feel like having one of these infused units and you know, it could be, it could turn out well, like it just depends on, it depends on earlier like you're talking about like the like particle density and like how well how well is it like i mean i don't know what else to say but like how well is it like homogenized into the flour like the concentrate Binding, or whatever right yeah like how yeah. well did you how well did you create that experience or is it separate like is it one of those uh pre-rolls that has like a like a like a worm of like rosin you know in mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. you gotta get that little donut like mm-hmm. those are those are great too. There's like these all these different ways that it smokes, and I think that's just so much R and D that everybody's doing to try and figure out <clears throat> how does this unit, you know, how does this concept that they want to create actually play out? How is it executed? Or how can it be executed? And then within that, you have all this like you have a team of people creating them, so you're going to have variation from person to person which is going to create these inconsistencies exactly. no matter what you do yep. because a lot of these infused units are being like hand rolled or created with like, right. Like there's, I mean, some of them are being used with like, you know, some people can be using the knock box like we discussed last episode and maybe and right. using it that way. But that's know, only think, if you can like really nail and, and it's like a fine powder that you're like using if you can to like, infuse like with. Like key for something is like probably crystalline or, or key for THCA. THCA that's yep. probably the method that you're going to be using. You know, yep. to to infuse that stuff once you mix it in. You know, you probably use a knockbox after you mix it together and blend it together. Maybe you, you know, maybe you use. Well, and that's what that's what adds to the high cost of these things, right? Mm-hmm. Is that oftentimes the nature of them and the nature of the infusion requires a lot more additional labor. Um, and then if they need to be hand rolled, 
then it's it's just insane how much more expensive they are compared yeah, to yeah like the these yeah like if you're trying to get like a like a live resin infused um, like blunt that's like really big you know it's like mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. grams or it's a whole eighth or whatever that's why it's that much more expensive because it's like that like you said it's it's got like a well, glass tip or something you know it's got like it's meant to be like a it's like going and buying like a nice bottle of um, of alcohol, like in the glass case at the, you know, mm-hmm. like a Patron or whatever the fuck, like a nice Don Julio or something. Like you're like, uh, yeah. It what it took to create that um, that bottle, you know, it's like it's the same thing going into these infused units. And exactly, and I think, and then that's why you also see a lot of the same like in even the infused category like if you look at the what commands the infused category it's basically one type of infusion mm-hmm. which is like keef wrapped fuzzies right that's like all of them and that's like the fastest way to infuse a pre-roll because you can machine roll it's a normal pre-roll mm-hmm. and then the only hand you have process you do is put the glue on and then they just dust everything with Keef, and right? If you think and then, about, yeah, if you think about it on terms of like, like a like random like number like pool like statistically like dump, dusting and dumping like everything's gonna be different, right? It's like everything's mm-hmm. gonna have more mm-hmm. than one pre roll might have a lot more concentrate in it or pre or Keef or something right. than the next one, and that's just for everything. The like nature that, of the yeah, process, like and yeah. so. Basically, yeah, all these inconsistencies that are not like inconsistencies because the process is bad. It's just because of how it happens is why some of these ones will run like canoe bad or they won't be able to like you'll be inhaling really hard and it will like the smoke will just be like coming out of Billowing the out. end of it. Yep. You're like like it's sage I? and we're dispelling demons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's not like. I don't think it, it, I don't think it's ever going to be like somebody's consistent day to day, you know. Some people are buying like we're not going to come in and buy like I don't think they're sold. Some of them are sold in packs, but I think they're like no something you bring to an event, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like a party or a night out, or like um, you're going to be hanging with the boys. Everyone's coming over, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think it's for people who already enjoy pre rolls. And they think it's like an elevated experience where some of them are, but it's like, it's like you're so much, you're going to have, you really are going to have, I just am always such a believer that you're going to have a better experience just going and getting a really fresh eighth and rolling it fresh mm-hmm. versus like buying any pre-made or getting pre-roll. some, getting some hash and getting a nice eighth and going home and sprinkling a little bit of hash in that pre-roll that you're about to smoke. Or getting some of your live resin out that's, you know, been chilled and you can add that in there or something. Like, I think that that's a part of the the cannabis experience that's being taken away from it, from, like, by the market mm, mm, uh, mm-hmm. that I don't like because it's like we should be educating people on how to do these things themselves. I know that there's always going to, the convenience is always going to outweigh, it's always going to be there. But there should also be people doing these demos should have like some video or like not doing it there, but just like some how it's made kind of stuff and like explaining that like, yeah, if you want to experiment with, you know, your own infusion, here's our own flower and our own concentrate that you can buy. And then they're selling, they're upselling, you know, that person on that experience too. I think it's just something that um, is kind of overlooked. I agree. No, I agree, and I think that that's something that is a bummer because I think that was one of my favorite things to do when I was when I still smoked a ton of flour, was just rolling ridiculous shit, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I I like I'm pretty good at rolling blunts, and infused blunts are the way to go. So I like that was. I mean, we've done stuff uh, where we like wrapped it around the outside of it, and uh, oh, dude. And with, like put keef inside, and yeah, it's fun. And then you get to like, if it smokes well, 
it's even that much more wild experience see that's like i actually because i used to really smoke a lot of weed and i used to love like you you, there's uh that's how i like we would come up i I literally would just copy the infusion techniques that i would just do at home when we would do them commercially right it was just like it's if you can blend the keef in properly powderized is really the best the best uh shatter's a nightmare live resin's a nightmare hash is okay if it's dry but yeah. like it's shatter or like keef and and crystalline and thca is so easy to work with and if you can mm-hmm. but again it's like that's the big problem is the, the the weed freshness is so critical like if you get just even a little bit of of moisture left something that the keef can bind to or whatever can bind to well you can really f- like fluff it into it and then twist that up and it's it can be pretty consistent, but I think that's a big problem too. And then the challenge is, is that you get like settling. So even if you're doing a hand roll, people have to really know what they're doing mm-hmm. so that you don't just twist, you don't just roll it all into one piece and one part portion or side. Yeah, you like, really have to break it down almost to like a, a similar level that like McDonald's and Wendy's and how they have these SOPs where it's you put this, this, mm-hmm. this, and it's exact. And it's like you have to have that detail. I mean, it's not the same. I'm not saying it's the same skill level as working there, but you have to have the same level of detail of SOP. Like it's like that's For what sure. I'm trying to explain is just the detail SOP. Well, I mean, like I think that's any job. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's and that's amazing how many of these businesses don't have that stuff. Uh, like, like that's like so much of what we've done is like create that stuff or seen be uh, effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I wanted to say when you were playing off of like when you would, you know, roll that blunt or that joint and then you would smoke it and you'd have, you know, that much more satisfaction. You were, I think that from the point of rolling it on your own, you realize how much effort it takes. And then also you realize how much could go into creating like the perfect blunt and what that really, the perfect infused blunt what that really looks like Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. and i just think that if you think about creating anything to be like the best thing you have to have like like infusion with these concentrates like we were talking earlier you have to have like the right like you have to have like somewhere where the temperature is controlled in a room where you can work with it or you have to like be able to like cool it and heat concentrates without converting like right. that's something else that I think people don't think about is like you can heat up like distillate and if you get it hot enough it like converts from delta 9 to CBN, right? That's like yeah, at a certain literally. temperature. And it's and pretty quickly it's and it's not that hot. It's like and CBN is a different cannabinoid. It has a different effect on you than delta yeah. 9 THC does. It's like it's non-psychoactive and it mostly just puts you to sleep. Like um, reclaim oil, people are dabbing on. I thought that's probably just converted CBN. That's just like, like I'm so lit. It's like no, you're just like about to go to take a nap. That's why you feel like you're so freaking stoned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This 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 reclaim is indica, dude. I don't know, like. Well, I mean, there's some with there's some there's a lot of THC left over in reclaim. I think. Yeah. I can't remember. I think we got some tested at one point, and it was like sixty four percent. Um, so it's, it depends on like where it's at. It's not all happening, but but some of it. No, but it was also like 26% CBN, you know? So it's like Mm. a bunch of that conversion happens, but you're absolutely right. What is important is that that's often, it's like people are like, Oh, these are, it's live resin infused. And it's like, they take the same jar of live resin and they've overheated it six again days again over seven and days and again and again and it's just turpless and ruined and it's just like at that point you're not it's not in being infused with anything it's just like putting sticky shit in your joint that makes it harder to smoke and if the oil you know? wasn't you know great oil to begin with the taste of that oil after it's been Gnarly. reheated and reheated and reheated and reheated, and then it's turpless. It's turpless, and then you light it up and you're just burning it and sucking yep. that smoke in. That's your why mouth. they're so harsh. Yeah, 
That's why it's so harsh, and it's terpless at that point. Like it's, yeah, it's it, it's like terpenes start off gassing at like uh, I think it's like ninety six degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like and, it yeah, gets hotter than that. The your, terpenes are yeah, that some of them are. Yeah, like, it's like it gets hotter than that in your car uh, in like a seventy degree day. If you leave it out in the sun, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, if you have day. some concentrate on you that's warm, and you open it, and it's just like the smell is just like smacking you in the face it's because all it's those it's the rest of the your terps those <laughs> are all of them it's just escaped just, it's just escaping yeah it's just gone yeah it's escaping <laughs> the best thing you can do <laughs> if, if you would leave your terps in the yeah is get them back into your get them back into a cool environment as soon as possible and some of it will be condensed not all of it but some of it but yeah like into you know with like keef even keef and hash and 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 thca all have you know different storage and like temperatures they should be like you know used and added to infused which people mostly ignore while they're on the and that's again it's like i can't underestimate enough how a lot of not all but most in pre-rolls in general and infused product it's like the the raw material that they're using is is pretty old and not very Mm -hmm. fresh and then same with the keef or the hat or whatever else they're using, you know, it's not, it's like, and then they're charging, you know, it's like, like it's a premium product for it. And I think that that's something that needs to be debunked. <laughs> well, I think it's just the high THC is the selling. Point, oh yeah. And that's still, it is. that's just a relevant point, unfortunately, still to people. And I think until that really changes or there's, more education on how to do these infused things yourself and how to, you know, kind of take pride in that as someone that smokes cannabis and be able to do those things. I think that's like something that I always kind of, you know, was like had in my mind was like, I want to learn how to roll a, remember like wanting to learn how to roll a blunt, a joint, like by hand and like doing it until I got it to, you know, to like every time I could roll a nice one and then I'd be like, okay, I know how to do that now. And it was... I don't think some people, I mean, some people just don't give a shit and, you know, you do you, but it is cool to be able to create that stuff yourself and then have your own thing, right? You're like, oh, that's cool, but I do it this way and this is the experience I get. And Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's, I think infused. Uh, like pre-rolls and uh, of, of all varieties are here to stay. I'm hoping they improve in quality over time. And I think that pre-rolls in general are one of these things that have unfortunately due to the chains of compliance um, and the high cost of running a cannabis business and cannabis brand, mm-hmm. um, you're left with a mediocre product compared to what has traditionally always been enjoyed as something that's very fresh right we go back to what we talked about last last time about how it's like that cracking the bean with coffee you know it's that's why i said earlier it's like you're gonna have so much uh, you're gonna have an incredible experience if you take the keef out of the bottom of your grinder and blend it with some freshly ground weed that you just bought and then twist that up you just gotta like once your weed is ground you just take the keef and you just mix it up together until it's basically just blended in there and you can add it in like it's powdered sugar. You can add it in into like your own desired level and then just twist that up and roll that up and it'll be pretty evenly balanced in there. And you should have a pretty um, enjoyable smoking experience. Um, and, and like that's that I think is going to be, you know, or, you know, and then what a lot of people are doing now too, is if you really know what you're doing, you can get really nice hash. Like you were talking about do the donut. Mm-hmm. which is super which is awesome but that's that can be very difficult to do it requires you know that's like a that's a minimum a uh, 150 dollar spend for like one of them the raw material <laughs> yeah to like make yeah it, yeah totally so it's like you know you can you can do it a lot you can have a, a really great time just rolling a blunt with keef and fresh weed from your jo- your your grinder so but um yeah, man. Yeah, I think uh, you know, if there's anything, if there's anything to take away, I think we've said it enough times in this pre-roll mini series. 
is that you should definitely start rolling your own pre-rolls and experimenting and don't be using pre-rolls as your main source of smoking cannabis if unless you are rolling them yourself if you're buying packs and making it last you might it's it's just go buy go buy an eighth man like go buy some flour and you know go uh go experiment and yeah dude i think you'll learn more about uh what goes into it and and then you know those infused units those party units if you want to go buy one and gamble and have fun do it but just at least you know what you get into yeah exactly i like that yeah i mean we i think we hit all the the pre-roll infused uh topics topics that we wanted to you know that we wanted to hit and uh yeah i had i had a lot of fun this weekend and you've been traveling you know we've been a lot it's been a it's been a minute but it's fun to sit down and talk about uh talk about doinks with shit in them <laughs> dude always a pleasure um let's make sure we get another episode soon and we'll have to figure out what our next mini series is going to be going yeah, to be and we still got to record in the car i think that's the oh dude that's the next one we got to do that's the next episode this fucking record in the car it's with... in the back of the back of the m5 so that'll be fun hell yeah all, all right, right man. Dude. talk to you later man bless